Welcome to the whitest house. Slave souls haunt the halls when the light is out. They suck the blood of your door and the way they mouth. The last gasp of a world that is dying out. Welcome to the whitest house. Where every room is a tomb that they lie about. Where you can put your filthy feet on the finest couch. And for the right amount, you can even buy it out. That's the essence of your entire political identity. You might be a white supremacist. Welcome to This Week in White Supremacy. Uh, I am one of your hosts. You know what I noticed? That I'm the only one without glasses in the picture. I feel like I feel like I was left out of the glasses equation. You know what I'm saying? Like, well, Gloshonda's there. She's no, I'm talking about in the, 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 photo, main the main graphics when everybody... I was, I, I was just looking oh, like... That just means like you're above the influence. Is, oh, is that what it is? Oh, right. I'm... I'm I'm sober. Is that what it is? Everybody. Oh, no, I was gonna say like you know <laughs> you're okay being different, but that uh, too. Thank you, thank you, Miracle, for making me feel better. Uh, welcome to this week in white supremacy. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Today is this week in black excellence. We might have to do this week in black excellence like all month. You know what I'm saying? It is Black History Month. You know what I'm saying? Like you you feel me? Like you know we 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 started off right. So we got the twins together. What are y'all eating today? What is what are y'all grabbing on? No, I already ate. We did you eat? You oh, ate without me. Wow. Was it from a black-owned establishment? I don't know. Then you failed. Okay. But, but, but wait, our water. <laughs> the water. Our black water owned. is black-owned. Oh, blah 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 blah. What is that? But it's Just not water? black water. It's clear. It's it's clear. Just water. Is that what it's called? Yeah. Yes. This is um. Solamente agua. I like that. Um. What's Will Smith? Baby boy's name. Oh, Jaden. Yeah, this is Jaden's. And it like goes to help people. Like, yeah, I like that. Mm-hmm. I like that. Just water. That's right. We supporting black businesses all this month and for the rest of the year, too. Not just yeah. month. <laughs> um, and uh, so did y'all want to say a few words, late, late twins? You know, it's it's good to have Black History Month come around. Got you. You know, Miracle doesn't think we're a lot of stuff. Oh, right my God. I never said you were not black, okay? That was Joe, your friend Joe Rogan, all right? That was not, that was not oh, me. I, well, you know what? I mean, maybe it's a benefit because you're probably not going to see me and Farouk on, on Metaslave. <laughs> no, but you know <laughs> Yo, that can be taken the complete wrong way. I don't know if anybody's gonna buy us. I don't know. Would we or maybe we're under the house nigga section? Maybe we would be under the I house. Yes, man. I Yo, that came off like at least we're not meta sleeves. No, no. When we <laughs> when we saw Metaslave, we probably need to get um I don't know if you could find the, the graphic for Metaslave. It was on Twitter, John, the Metaslave um um dot com. Um no, they only had like like brown skin, dark skin people. I didn't they only had field people. niggas, right? I didn't see any light skin people on, on Meta Slave, which is, I guess, you can. They're taking NFTs and saying you can buy black people via NFTs. It's crazy. That, we'll get I into mean, that. that whole thing is just problematic. We'll get like into that. that later on because we want to start with black excellence. But speaking of black excellence, our very own Emmy Award winning trouble in LS. Never like supremacy. You know what time I'm on. You already know what it is. So we do want to start with Black Excellence because shout out to our brother, you know, who former NFL coach, Brian Flores, Brooklyn, Brownsville, Brooklyn's own, because he said, February 1st, I'm choosing violence. He decided to kick Black History Month off 
with violence. And I, I wonder if he's had a conversation with Colin Kaepernick. I don't know. But for those that don't know who Brian Flores is, he is a he was a NFL football coach who had a winning record. Despite the fact that he had a winning record in both seasons, he was a, no, I think maybe not his first season, but in his last two seasons. And despite the fact that he had won eight straight games this past NFL season, he was fired. So when he was fired, people obviously were shocked. How could a coach this good be fired? What's going on? And so people immediately assume like, oh, he's going to get hired. You know what I'm saying? Like some team's going to hire him. I mean, he has a winning record. He was like one of the few Belichick disciples. You know, he came from Bill Belichick. That was good. That was like a good coach in the NFL. My man had a couple interviews. He was scheduled to interview for the New York Giants. And his mentor and former coach, Bill Belichick, texted him and said, congratulations, you got the job for the New York Giants. He responded, I didn't even interview with them yet. And Bill Belichick said, oh, I meant to send that to the white guy. <laughs> the white guy being Brian, I think it's the ball, who is the, was the offensive coordinator for the Buffalo Bills. Now is the Giants coordinator. So Brian Flores decided to sue the NFL including three teams, I think it's the Giants, the Denver Broncos, and the Miami Dolphins. Mm. And he said he got receipts, that he was paid to lose games. He said because he didn't want to lose games and didn't want to do things illegally, that's why he was fired by the Miami owner. What do y'all think about, first of all, like the reason I think it's black excellence is because Brian Flores knows to file a lawsuit against the NFL means his career as a coach is over. Mm-hmm. We saw what happened to Colin Kaepernick. He sued the NFL despite him being great athletically in good shape, could do all the throws. His career in the NFL, he was blackballed. So more than likely, Brian, Brian Flores is never going to coach in the NFL again. But despite that, knowing that, he decided, nah, man, it's Black History Month. In the spirit of Malcolm, Maya Angelou, Megger Evers, and Fannie Lou Hamer, we're going to take this directly to the NFL's neck. So what do y'all think about Brian Flores taking on the NFL during Black History Month when the NFL is trying to do the Super Bowl is about to happen, all of this stuff? What do y'all think? I love it, personally. Like I, <laughs> as, a, as a sports fan, as someone who loves violence, um, <laughs> as someone who loves Black people and Black History Month, this checks all my boxes. But to think that, to be as naive as to say that Colin Kaepernick um, helped achieve some type of justice or like he, he was granted justice from the NFL is farthest from the truth. You know what I mean? Um, Who said that? I mean, just people think that, that that's what people are going to say. Oh, why oh, are you suing? Colin Kaepernick like settled the lawsuit or something? Yeah. Yeah. Why are you suing when Cap already filed a lawsuit against the NFL? Like, but that's not what it's about. Like we still have these studies rooted in racism and anti-blackness that say black players don't experience uh, uh, CTE because they don't have high enough brain cognitive uh, cognitive functions. We have all these things that the NFL employs, um, you know, the the lack of black coaches, the lack of black GMs, um, the basically the silencing and, and, you know, from what we can only speculate, putting a gag order on Kaepernick and, and, you know, never bringing him back in for trials or anything like that. So, you know, the the, the racism is rampant. So for Brian Flores to step up, put, you know, basically sacrifice everything at this point, because realistically, we didn't know if Cap was going to play again or not. 
right? right? That, that was kind of the thing. With him filing that lawsuit, it was like a 50-50 chance. But with Brian Flores filing this lawsuit, he seen the precedent in front of him and said, you know what, I'm still taking this route. So large up to that man, you know what I mean? Because it's, it's people after him that's going to benefit. Like, he's he's still pioneering something. So I love to see it, man. I love it. Uh, Trouble, what, what do you think? I do think it's dope that he's speaking out, that he sacrificed his career to basically expose, like, the racist practices that the NFL have been doing for a minute, you know what I'm saying? And um, I like that we're starting to see more performative organizations get called out for the work they're not doing. Mm, mm. You know what I'm saying? Because it's like, it was like in racism, but now you want to punish a black coach and not give him any opportunities for, you know, for hire because he doesn't want to play the game the way you want him to play it. You know what I'm saying? It's just weird, but I, I love to see it, you know? Right. And that, and that was one of the things that, um, Right. Was the issue at the center of it that he was saying that, you know, he got fired. The Dolphins owner felt like because he didn't want to lose game, he was like hard to work with. And that's one of the reasons he got fired. Uh, Miracle, you know, this is, you know, uh, you know, just from a legal point of view, this is kind of like a brother going up against one of the most powerful institutions on the planet, a billion dollar institution Um, in a a lawsuit. You know, this is a, a, a. something from the lawsuit, it says um, in critical ways, the NFL is racially segregated and is managed much like a plantation. It's 32 owners, none of whom are black, profit substantially from the labor of NFL players, 70% of who are black. The owners watch the games atop their stadiums in luxury boxes while the majority black workforce put their bodies on the line every Sunday, taking vicious hits and suffering debilitating injuries to their bodies and brains by the NFL and its owners rep um, millions of dollars. Um, the NFL has already like denied this. Many of these teams have denied this. Just from a lawsuit perspective, does he have a shot? What do you think? I think he has a shot because there are people in the comments talking about, like, let me help you and give you information because people have been ready, willing, and waiting to take the NFL down because, like Trouble says, they've done so much performative stuff and they've harmed so many folks that people really are tired uh, of the stunts. And so I think he has, you know, a good case uh, of discrimination. I think he has a, a really good – and he did it – you know, first day of Black History Month, and he he got all he said he has receipts, and you know nothing more than a pissed off black man who's been passed over for a mediocre person with half you know good as a record to have some receipts and that what you're not about to do is play with my time, disrespect yeah. me, and then call my former boss and let my former boss know you're you're gonna pass me over for a job. I think Belichick was in on it and he was like, you know what? I'm tired of y'all. Y'all let Brady leave when I wanted to keep him. This is payback. And being and, petty. And this was him being petty. Had a big like, play of petty spaghetti. They were having, they were having the, you know, in their WhatsApp coach group, they they let it know. And he was like, I'm going to let this chopper fly and I'm going to move on. That's what he said. Yeah, said what now you're going to do is play with my legacy. Wouldn't let me leave on top. So everybody, everybody's going to get it. No, I mean, but, you I know, think, had y'all boycotted with Kaepernick, we wouldn't be in this position. But we no, would not be in this position. You're, you're, you, you make a great point because 
um, you know, another black coach came to his defense, um, Hugh Jackson, who used to coach the uh, Cleveland Browns, who basically said that he was also given extra money to lose. I think Hugh Jackson's record was like three and 31. I mean, but he didn't have to try hard. <laughs> I mean, let's just, let's just keep it tall. I mean, <laughs> they should have paid him more to win. That, that, that probably would have looked a lot well, better. He was, he was saying, <laughs> that's cold, buddy. That that that's that Browns hate. Oh, you mean show up? Oh, I get an extra hundred thousand dollars guess on it. Okay, I could do that. Well, hey guys, we're not we're not doing any challenges this week. Sorry. What, what Hugh said was that the Browns owner was interested in having a high draft pick. Right, the Browns. I mean, they've had high draft picks for the last thirty seasons. Right, and they got two. You know, they got um, I forget the brother who's a defensive end. They got him as a first round draft pick. What's yeah. the dude's name? You know, he, Badger, uh, no, he looks like Michael B. Jordan, but just a bigger version of him. I forget his name. Um, 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 and the dude who body slammed the, the, the Steelers dude, the Steelers MAGA quarterback. Um, I forget his name. And then they got Baker Mayfield, who was the first pick in the draft. So I don't know why I'm brain farting right now. According to Hugh, somebody in the chat, Miles Garrett, Miles Garrett. Garrett, right? Yeah, so Miles according Garrett. to Hugh Jackson, the owner was interested in having a high draft pick. So they he got does both. Sound like Michael B. Jordan. <laughs> no, Miles. If you look at Miles Garrett, he looks he like a bigger version of Michael B. Jordan. He, he looks does, like, yeah. yeah. Um, so, um, damn, now you lost my trade. So, Hugh Jackson said he has receipts, right? Mm. Brian Flores says he has receipts. Hugh Jackson said he has receipts. Interesting, um, uh, that Ron Rivera, who's a- another quote unquote minority coach in the NFL of, of, of Latinx descent, he basically said, Hey, this is something we should look into. He didn't just outright dismiss it. He was like, hey, let's look into it. The NFL does have issues. Ironically, this came on the day that the former Washington Redskins, which was, of course, a outright obvious racial slur, announced their new name, which is now the Washington Commanders. So is do we think, um, and I'll come to you, Miracle, like is the NFL going to, you know, because we've been wanting the NFL to take stuff seriously, you know, they look like they they obviously didn't take nothing Kaepernick said seriously until George Floyd, Breonna Taylor happened. And then they kind of had to scramble and like, let's throw some stuff on some helmets. But we still haven't seen a real structural change. You know, Brian Flores, the NFL has the Rooney rule, which says you have to interview a black coach. Brian Flores felt like that was used to just give him sham interviews. He talked about going to Denver Broncos and, the, the owner and the GM showing up like like they didn't even really want to interview that dude. You know what I'm saying? He said they was disheveled. He said they wasn't interested in what he had to say. He felt like he was just called in just to check a box that said Rooney Rule. Will the NFL do anything substantial? <laughs> no. Like, not until people stop paying attention and showing up and supporting them. Let's be honest. We have this horrible halftime show coming up. And so a lot Why of people. It it's Dr. Have, Dre. It's Snoop. It's Mary J. Blige. And it's that white guy from Detroit. And that is why my people will never be free. That is why, right there. Because Mary J. Blige is at the halftime show? Because well, you're not going to boycott. You're not going to boycott. Right. You, know, um, you don't see no. Mary I J. haven't Blige. watched Kaepernick. I have not watched the game since Kaepernick said I'm taking well, the I mean, news. Miracle, now, granted. Miracle. Miracle. Oh, we right. don't need no hateration. Now, granted, I'm petty, race, and so okay? when I boycott also, things, I can also, boycott things. Yeah, 
But also a miracle, your team's the Atlanta Falcons. I mean, come on. First man. of all, and so what? And then, first of all, <laughs> yes, the Atlanta Falcons are out there, but I also like players, and I also like looking at men playing and being sweaty, but still, I said, for the greater <laughs> good, for the greater good, I'm for not going good. to watch this game. And so I haven't. But I think a lot of people really, yeah. until people demand more of the NFL, sure. um, they're not. it's not going to manifest. And what we're seeing is, like, these coaches really don't want to win. So, like, these black coaches, Teams, like, yeah. like in uh, Tampa Bay, even in Atlanta and other places who are winning, they still are not going to be able to get an interview because now we see these people don't even want to win. So, until the fans get pissed off and riot in the street that they can't get a championship because the coaches and, and the owners are dirty, the NFL is not going to change. Did, um, did, did Marvin Lewis want to win? Because I will say, if it leaks that Tomlin – that yeah. Tomlin was trying – no, no, I'm talking. But if it leaked that, like, Tomlin, like, threw and paid people to lose, oh, the the rules will be changed next week because the Steelers fans won't ha- won't be having Oh, that. no, that would be – Black coach couldn't, yeah. Yeah, but until people are like, oh, my gosh, my I'm paying money to be entertained and my team is losing. Now, mind you, people are gambling. There's a whole industry around sports. Mm, Nothing mm. will change. So That's, that's, that's a, a phenomenal point. That's, absolutely. And, and what I was going to ask is now, does that – the scrutiny around Mike Tomlin then, does that tighten? Does this microscope zoom in even further well, I, on him I, now? I don't – I think it's the opposite. I think Tomlin can pretty much – Tomlin might be able to mess around and just smack a white person. Like, you can't fire him. He's the only one left. Like, yeah. he's the last one. I want him to go to Atlanta so bad. I, like, I mean, I he leaves like, Pittsburgh. He gets hired anywhere. I feel Atlanta. like if Tomlin went to Atlanta, he would have the time of his life. He probably would. I mean, he's but, southern. He's from he's from Virginia, he, right? He's literally the last black coach. But I do have a question because I think you brought up a great point, Miracle. Right? And this is where you know a lot. You know, you you when you look at when you look at you know the Super Bowl is going to be in L.A. Who has a suite at SoFi Stadium? Jay Z, right? And it was Rock Nation that kind of came in and helped put this halftime show together. And you're right. I mean, the halftime show is, you know, a lot of my favorites, right? Dre, Snoop, you know, um, Kendrick Lamar, Mary J. Blige. Right. So so I have a a dual question. I want you to hop in on this trouble as well. Like, one, you know what I'm saying? Because, like, you know, Twitter's going to be going off about – you know, you know, uh, uh, Odell Beckham, you know, he's like a favorite of, of the black communities. You know what I'm saying? Aaron Donald, he's from Pittsburgh, right? He's Pittsburgh's son. What the best defensive player in the NFL. He's playing in the Super Bowl. So, like, how should we respond? Should we say, nah, we're not tuning in. We're not going to tweet about the Super Bowl. We're not going to talk about it. Even though it is kind of centering, particularly with the house. I feel like the leading question. Players. I feel like this is a very leading question. <laughs> or, or do we or do we go back? Can we or should we go back to Jay-Z and say, hey, or this is the last question, because that, this is what I want you to answer too, Treble. Should, you know, Kendrick and, and these folks say, we ain't doing it. Like, like what would happen if Dre, Snoop, Kendrick, Mary J. Blige and them said we ain't doing a halftime show. Now that would be something. So just yeah, I would actually like that option. Cause I know if I was in that position and the Super Bowl approaches me, I know that they pay really well, but it's like, I'm you guys, not they about... don't pay at all. They, they don't pay at all. Oh, no, they don't right. pay. Uh-uh. But, but what happens is you get that huge boost, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And he saw yeah. it's like versus times 10, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You play, people are going to go stream it. 
No, mm-hmm. Normally your sales go up, so it's a big look, right? They yeah. don't ask yeah. regular p- acts, right? They don't ask regular one, two, three hit wonders. You got to be on a, on a whole nother level to perform at the Super Bowl. You know what I'm saying? Type shit. Yeah, I just know me as an artist, if they approach me on some shit, I'd use that as an opportunity to start the conversation. Well, what are you doing about these black coaches? Because until I'm seeing some kind of, you know, equity amongst your hiring process, then I can't take part in this. But what if it's Jay-Z? What if it's Jay-Z and he's like saying like, well, you know, Trouble, we got this collaboration and you know we we doing that guy show jay-z i'm a real nigga you know what i'm saying it's just like come on speak bro. And I gotta me. <laughs> yeah, like, speak, hold on you know it is it, that's a great segue because um john i got my own black excellence that i wanted to highlight right now about being a real nigga and trouble just brought that up so john you know this black excellence i would just like to show some of my black excellence john if you could bring that up real quick Wait, like I said, the series look wild. Confi- he's looking what, super concerned on? right now. Oh, boy. Yeah. John and Farouk out here scheming. Nah, it's just, you know, it's just something, you know. <laughs> it's your, your, your stepson, Farouk? <laughs> That's my black excellence right there, man. My, you know what I mean? This is... Oh, this, my this, God. This is, this is my real nigga black excellence. Oh, this my season. God. Oh, my God. So, I didn't expect this to be a joke. I, I, this is hilarious. I, I, definitely, <laughs> I definitely did not know. All right. I think that's enough, John. I think we've seen. But no, I just, before, we, before we transition, you know, because I want to come back to you and Miracle, right? Because if if the halftime, like if these artists were to pull out, would that mean something? Or let's say they make some type of statement, right? Let's say they perform at the Super Bowl, but they say like, you know, we stand with Flores or they all put their fists up in the air. Does that mean anything to you, Miracle? Not a stepson, yeah. Um, that, it's just performative. And I would rather they not do anything if they're not going to make the owners change, if they're not going uh, uh, to negotiate uh, with the NFL to make sure people are being hired. We keep getting scandal after scandal after scandal about these men who really should not be in the position that they are failing to hire appropriately or failing to behave accordingly. So nothing is going to happen. You know, I say if y'all want to, you know, watch a game or something, go watch your little local football league play, go just have a kickback. Though I have, no, it's, I'm sorry, it's the pandemic. You can't do that. Can't do that. Um, Don't want to be super spreader. I was about to like, just throw a kickback. Super spreader, Super Bowl? Um, no. I mean, y'all gonna do it anyway, so let's be honest. People gonna have Super Bowl parties. I mean, come back. And I want to point out again, because now I got love for my Cali people, this, you know, shout out to Odell Beckham Sr., but this game is being played, what, in Inglewood after they displaced a whole bunch of poor black and brown folks. True. So, again, True. maybe the NFL's not the best place. True. Also, Atlanta keeps losing because they killed a ch- they bulldozed the church. And the spirits <laughs> and the ancestors have not let Atlanta win ever since. <laughs> so maybe, like, gentrification, the NFL should have a conversation and figure did, some things out. Did, did the whole city of Atlanta shed a thug tear when Tom Brady retired? Did they shed a thug? I mean, what he got to do with us? We should have thugged here when when they when they refused to recruit Cam because Cam Cam Newton should have been playing for Atlanta because he was yep. from Georgia. He should have been, you yep. know. But you know, anti blackness just reigns supreme. So, so we got Maddie Ice, and he don't do. Yeah, 
Yeah. So speaking of, because we could get deep in this course, but spe- speaking of, well, Black- first that he's going because he never, I never he never he never gives up. Oh, so he he would not he would not leave. You're not boycotting, brother. You're gonna put your goggles on and and go represent. No, if I'm in, I'm in, bro. <laughs> so speaking of highly qualified Black people, you right? Mean four of us. I mean, that's, yeah, but in mediocre white men, there's been all of this pushback about the fact that Biden has came out and said <laughs> that he wants to nominate a black woman. Did you, do, did you just call the president of the United States a mediocre white man? Oh, man, he might be less than that, brother. You don't, you don't respect the office, do you? <laughs> not Joe Byron. Not, not Joe. <laughs> you can at least respect the office, man. Like, come he, on. Now, would you, I, I'm going to tell you this much. He ain't doing no mediocre job. He's doing a terrible job. A ter- that, that, that dude got Fs. He got Fs on his report card. You know he didn't get big T's. He got Fs. we all get into big t in a minute but um, when when they come here i'm like please please don't please do not please don't call us look this is what so you know right now i mean you had um you know you had mitch mcconnell came out and they you know all of these white particularly these white republicans are going in on the fact that biden should not be solely looking for a black woman as the pick you had one Legal experts, I forget his name, said some lesser black woman's going to get the job. The, the lesser black woman, like the, the, uh, right, some lesser black woman, and the, just like you which said, is a if, wildly problematic statement. Not, not like, only wildly problematic, but if a black woman is in a conversation to be Supreme Court, she is so wildly qualified. It's not even funny. Like for a black women woman to make it to that level, it's in the name not only, Supreme. Not only wildly <laughs> qualified, but probably went through so many traumatic racial experiences. Miracle, you yourself talked about some of this stuff that you went through at Pitt Law School. Wild, Ooh, racist, crazy stuff. <laughs> it's recorded, Miracle. He said him on the show. So, uh, what did Ted Cruz say? Ted Cruz said, um, "It don't matter. That man is irrelevant." Okay, like first of all, oh, the man is tired, offensive, and insulting. And so, Mitch McConnell was asked. Did he have any black women that he that worked in his office that's informing him of his decision? Which I thought was a great question. You want to put that video up, John? You know, and shout out to the media journalists actually asking the important questions. Yes, yes. right. Whoever yeah. that was, shout him out. Go ahead, bro. How many black women do you have on staff, and how are they informing your decision to move forward with this COTUS nomination? Is he only blinking one on the time? How many what? How many black women do you have on your like staff? I like Are they informing your decision on how to move forward with this COTUS nomination? And same question to the other senators. Oh, you're Sorry. I can't how many black you. women do you have? Because I don't staff? see African Americans. How are they Americans. informing your decision? Yeah, I, with uh, actually, the yeah, time. actually, I haven't checked. We don't have a racial quota in my office, but I've had a number of African American employees, both male and female. They deliver his food, bro. He don't know them niggas. Positions, including speech that's writer. Oh, he had one speechwriter. That's yeah. as high as they got. But, I mean, the idea, like, you know if there's black people in your office. You know that. You know what I'm saying? We, we um, don't have we don't have a racial quota because I don't like counting niggers. The moment you... <laughs> The moment you start counting, they start multiplying. That's why we don't have none. 
Oh, you just had, um, I just, one more thing before I, I, I send it over to you. Another Senator, uh, John Kennedy of, of Louisiana oh, came God. out. He said, um, I want to nominate. Every him. time you say a Senator came out, I'm just expecting you. To <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm just, I'm just expecting you to have a shooter trial. Came out as racist, brother. He said, number one, I want a nominee who knows a law book from a J. Crew catalog. Number two, I want a nominee who's not going to try to rewrite the Constitution every other Thursday to a, a try and advance a woke agenda. These what white the fuck people, is a J. Crew catalog, bro? A clothing catalog. Who right. shot the J. Crew? Apparently, Michelle Obama wore a lot of J. Crew. And so I guess that was some shot at, that was, I guess, the black women that they knew and hated. Although another super accomplished black woman woman that could, you know, probably run them under the table in terms of intelligence and accreditation. Um, so where where do we go from here? Like, does Joe Cave, do we keep Oh, coaching? I hope Joe Cave, so then therefore it could just be, you know, never mind. Um, <laughs> what I will say is, if you watched my show, Ask a Black Lawyer, last Thursday, the amazing uh, Barbara Griffin talked about how it was about to be hell for black women attorneys and she is right at the end of the day these women and you can look at she will rise you know sisterscotus.com these are accomplished amazing women who have done so much in legal you know jurisprudence who have written you know case law who have been on you know uh, various panels um, and asserted various capacities, even more than some of the current Supreme Court justices, right? But the idea that people forget and they understand here in, in Pittsburgh, it wasn't until 1973 that my alma mater even allowed a Black woman to graduate in the 1970s. So when we're talking about the erasure of Black women on the judicial bench, we're literally talking about the fact that we are not included in a lot of these nominations and even though we have the background, even though we have the experience, the qualifications, we did all the law reviews, we served on all the panels, we, we've you know argued all the cases, even argued cases in the Supreme Court, people think it's okay to bypass us. Yet when Trump said he was going to you know pick someone to overturn Roe v. Wade, nobody cared. When Reagan said he was going to appoint a woman, nobody cared. You know, all of these people picked their qualifications. It's okay to say you want a woman. It's okay to say you want this person. But when you put a Black woman together, the world loses its mind because they understand that Black women fight for everyone and Black women uplift everyone. And so that is the issue. And so we're seeing right now people show their A double S's and it's very unfortunate because we go through no matter what you believe about affirmative action the affirmative action isn't there when I take the LSAT the affirmative action isn't there when I take the bar exam the affirmative action isn't there when I write the case or when I go in front of a court affirmative action doesn't even get me in the door it just makes sure I'm in the driveway and so I need people Mm. to really understand what they're saying and the dog whistle they send out and on top of that I also say with Senator Ted Cruz it's not just black women, it's women who are not white. Because if you go to his social media accounts, he refuses to call um, non-white judges the honorable or your honor or judge. He just calls them by their name because he discounts their experiences. And that's something that we're going through. And lastly, I will say, 
Black women voters who put Joe Biden in office put a demand out on the campaign trail True. that he nominate a black woman. He didn't just say, you know what, yeah. there's no black women in the Supreme Court. Let me go nominate one. Right. No, it was a campaign promise he was forced to make, and now he's being forced to keep because right. black women are like, like, nah, you give us what you promise us, or we're going to raise hell. And so Absolutely. that's where we are. Right, and he had to have a black woman to even run with, you know. Um, I thought that was interesting. You brought up Ronald Reagan in the wake of this because Ronald Reagan really became, um, from what I recall, and correct me if I'm wrong, began this assault publicly and politically on black women with that welfare queen narrative. Um, And that really helped push like a specific, you know, imagery to black women in American households was when Reagan ran with that. That caught on like wildfire. That carried over into the Bush administration. Yeah, and that yeah, even yeah. carried over to Clinton when they cut those. When they Absolutely. cut those yeah, control. Clinton was one of the people that really uh, uh, advanced he, that. You know, yeah, he advanced poverty. Like came as came as Sister Soldier. He really yep. actually used that like Sister Soldier moment to mm-hmm. kind of you know, I guess you know, let let white people know that he wasn't. Yeah, I play the saxophone, but I ain't really really down uh, with these black people. Uh, you have right. any comment trouble on the fact that like white men are losing their minds at just the possibility that a black woman mind you like um you know i think every uh, uh supreme court justice except for maybe like four or five are white men you know what i'm saying like any any comment on that yeah i think it's super yeah. weird that every response that we've heard from you know these agitated white men on the topic of like black women in supreme court seems to have like this rhetoric of like, why are we making it about race? And almost like they're frustrated to even talk about the fact that like, it's been about race and we're trying to talk about how the issue is because of race, you're not allowing certain people to have this opportunity. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, why are we making it about race? We didn't make it about race. Why did did you make it about, you know what I'm saying? Because if it was qualifications, Flores would have a job and it would already be a black woman on the Supreme Court. If we were, if this was just about qualifications, right? But obviously it ain't about qualifications. And to me, nothing stood out more than like when Barack Obama, you know, his first presidency, this like Harvard trained constitutional lawyer was running against John McCain, who came in second to last in his class in the Naval Academy. Like literally like you got to be like so much black excellence to even make it around these mediocre white people let alone get one of these jobs and then if we make one slight Mm -hmm. tiny mistake we're thrown to the side so it was never about um actual like ability to do the job or actual qualifications it's always about busting up this good old boy network they want to look and see somebody that looks like them has the same ideology and philosophy as them. So if it ain't a white man, they get scared and they think somebody's coming to overthrow this. And we can only pray that somebody is coming to overthrow this because it ain't working for us. You know what I'm saying? There's there's a fear like innately with white voters that they have of black elected officials. I remember it was a thing as a narrative around Obama that he was going to reinstate slavery. Yeah, he was going to give reparations out. He was going to stand on the White House lawn and just start throwing. Can't remember Obama phone. He's giving yeah. them phones. He's giving them money. He's just always that narrative, man. Well, we speak. It's wild. Because it's only, you know, it's only he had did that. If he did loans, freed the weed, brought everybody yeah. home. We'd be in a better financial and economic situation as a nation. If he did that, it mm-hmm. would have actually been good policy. But so we talked about Byron you know what I'm saying? You know, your man, your man, Big T's been out there, you know, and this dude, 
Big T came out swinging. You know, like, if we get picked, I swear to God, I better not see y'all up there being like, Big pick, T. Pick Big what? T? Yeah, pick, pick for what? what? If we get picked for the convention... I oh, hey, come on, look. Miracle, come on now. Listen, Stop. they're going to be like breaking news. <laughs> one hood. One hood. One hood. Siri X and Farouk Al-Sayed on hey, a one-on-one interview one, with Big just T. Imagine, just imagine people tuning in to This Week in White Supremacy and we all have MAGA hats on. Like, we all... <laughs> all Bruv. Bruv. You going to walk them through Homewood? Yo, I'd have to sit that <laughs> one out, man. <laughs> At that point, I'm questioning my workplace. Hey, look. <laughs> Yo, <laughs> you know, one of the things he did... What if he did that little bop he did? Like, he did he bop on stage? He did a little shoulder shimmy? All right, but what he did do... No, but not. I, I don't know if this relates to... Somebody said they boycott. I don't know. This is what, what he did. He's he's reaching back to his audience and his people. So Donald Trump came out. You know, he had another rally where the black people still got their 2020 shirts on. One, Trump... Man, get these, get these people 2024 shirts, please, for God's sakes. It's only a couple hundred dollars. But Donald Trump said that he was going to pardon... The people who were arrested for January 6th. You want to play that clip for us, John? Who used his rally this weekend in Conroe, Texas to tease not only a president. Oh, yeah. oh. You know, it's just going to be a long campaign trail. You think so? Yeah. Because, again, it we begin though with those developments that, from like, former President Trump. Who used his rally this weekend in Conroe, Texas, to choose not only a presidential <laughs> run, still doing free but presidential pardons, him. this time for all six riders. If I run and if I win, we will treat those people from January 6th fairly. We will treat them fairly. And if it requires pardons, we will give them pardons because they are being treated so unfairly. You know so what? I need Joe unfairly. to say everyone who got PPP fraud, he gonna give them a pardon. Yo, oh, come, on. Right. come on. Free, free oh, the come on. Free the guys. It's wild, though, like you said. And I think you had brought this up, uh, uh, either you, Farouk, or Miracle, about how, like, they just co-op all the rhetoric of like our, our black liberation struggle, right? We're gonna pardon these dudes, we're gonna free these people, you know what I'm saying? Like that's the same rhetoric that you use that we've been saying, like, yo, these people are undeserving to be in jail, you know, whether they drug offenses getting long periods of time, they need to be free, they need to be let go. They're using that same thing. You know, Trump even you know was talking about him possibly being arrested and really calling for violence if he was a if he happens to be arrested. Where do y'all sit with Trump, man? Like, you know, what if he be in there next to El Chapo? Like, I mean, that's where he is. Like, he, he hey, really, yo, you Trump, best believe if Trump gets arrested, these MAGA hat dudes are gonna break Trump out of jail. You best believe it. He, you best believe it. You know, the U.S. loves to paint all of these foreign leaders and all of these other quote unquote tyrannical dictators in a light. It's like you have one right now. He was already in office. Like he had machines ready. Had he the, had fake ballots ready. Fuck all of that, bro. He had nuclear launch codes. Yeah. You get me? Yeah. Like big man thing. Like Trump. It, you know, we make a lot of jokes on this show, right? You know, we joke about big team everything. And it's so it's funny, right? It, it's funny. I'm hilarious. But really and truly, like, nah, like, you know, what is different? Because Trump didn't use nerve gas like Saddam Hussein did. Yeah. Like, 
Trump didn't, you, you know, um, ethnically cleanse anybody. Right. I mean, you could, you could but argue says, that, you could argue that his inaction around, you know, COVID nineteen cost, you know, hundreds of thousands of people their life. It, you, you took, you, you, you took it right where I was about to go, bro. Like it says in the Quran, um, Tamil and oppression are worse than slaughter. Right. Right, yeah. and that's the thing. It's like you know, Trump was so excellent at subjugating people, and that's why you know we we Jasiri and I we make our jokes about Trump on here, right? But us as black people, people on these ends, bro, stop romanticizing this man's four years in office. Like niggas was really thriving. Where right. were you living to to where you're championing this man, right? Where you well, like his. Four years was this utopia in these so-called United States where black people were just out. What? Because he brought home Kodak and Ye and dropped niggas and during Lil that Wayne. time. And Lil, and Lil Wayne. Wayne. Like, you know, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, what? How did that benefit you? Well, I think I think what it is, and I, I, I want to come to you, Treble and Miracle, is like, kind of goes back to Byron, right? I mean, he's doing, like, like if he just did the bare minimum, like we right. can't even get the bare minimum. So then you start to say, well, damn, like if if he's not gonna give us the bare minimum, it, it opens a conversation of black people saying, like, well, why don't we vote for him? He's not he's not doing nothing for us. You know what I'm saying? And it's like if they're not gonna if, if him and Kamala's not gonna do something for us, then what are our alternatives? You know what I'm saying? And like you said, like Miracle's been saying, here come Trump, like yo, remember them stimulus checks. Remember them PPP loans, you know what I'm saying? Remember, you know, I, I, I freed the guys on the first step and, you know, he's going to have more than likely black celebrities with him. You know what I'm saying? Who knows if Ice Cube going to pop back up? Who knows? You know what I'm saying? I and so, I, and, and, you know, he's raising a lot of money. I mean, it's it's looking it's looking wild right now. Um, and it's looking like it could possibly be a return. <laughs> return of the Mac? Y'all gotta stop giving this man. You know what? Trouble, me, you wait, <laughs> wait till y'all file file nine nineties and we find out a Trump campaign has been slowly oh. paying y'all. Oh my god! Mm-hmm. Uh, no, listen, I think that they're gonna sponsor the, the show. Miracle, they're gonna sponsor it. Listen, I'm if Trump comes out tomorrow, and like I'm canceling student loans. He's winning by a landslide. Let's be honest. He's already he's already winning a lot, and it's not, and I want to point out it's not that he's winning. It's that these Democrats are losing. True. And I think that that is that's the big thing is like you got put in office to do like six things, you haven't even done one. Right. And that and that is the problem. Again, yeah. I don't think he wants to be president. I think he just likes the attention. hundred percent. I agree. And yeah, I think he just likes the attention. If y'all were like, if you would put him as, I don't know. What he could be like the secretary of business, I forgot what and he would just be out here every day. He would I think he would take it. He just likes the attention. Yeah. Um, because people kept talking about how when he was president, they always had to stop him from doing stupid, stupid things. He doesn't know how to govern, but he likes right. the attention. But but and, also too, I, I think Miracle also too is like he he still hasn't admitted that he lost. And so I think for Trump, this is like an ego thing, right? If he runs again and wins, he could say, see, this was a legitimate election. The ballots weren't tampered right. at this time. He's you like know, Michael and- Jordan. Michael Jordan said he ain't lose. He just won out of time. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? I mean, he just recently came out and said, if Pence had done what he was supposed to do, 
he would still be president. Right. Really putting a target on Pence's back. You know what I'm saying? Um, for one of these wild Trumpians to do something to harm Pence, trouble like the pending, it's almost like this meteor hurling to the earth, right? Like the pending possible doom of Trump too. What do you think, Trouble Man? Yo, I'm starting to realize a parallel in like the things that we glorify. And when I say we, I mean particularly the black community that Trump is kind of leaning into, right? Yeah. It's like a lot of people are going to see the shit that Trump does as like real nigga shit. You know what I'm saying? But then when I think about their definition of real nigga shit, that just looks like real white supremacy to me. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like we're entering an age where we have to start really questioning the things that we glorify and like thinking about the harm that those types of rhetoric have on not only the people, but like the political sphere. Right. I mean, you you can... I mean, here, here's a great example, right? When you're talking about the future and what's happening, and we joked about it at the top of the of the show, right? You know, we had a situation where our group chat was popping yesterday because people found out some website, what was it, hit, what was it called? Hit something? Hit piece. Hit piece, right? Had everybody's music um as an NTF, right? Me, you, Brittany, um, you know what I'm saying, JM. Jordan live from the city. We all was up there. Um, um, did you have something on that site? Did they get you? Yeah, they probably. Yeah, I mean, if it, if he uses the same the same marketing thing, but yeah. yeah. So all of our music was on there as an NFT. People was like, "What do we do?" And so you know, they're talking about you know we're gonna try to pay you or whatever. But then you know we found out that there are actually people who's tried to start a meta slave NFT, right? That they actually. Do. I don't know if you have that. Um, oh, is that funny? <laughs> if you have that graphic, John, where they were, you know, selling, yeah, can you pull that up, right? This is Meta Slave NFTs, where they were selling NFTs of Black folks as, quote unquote, Meta Slaves. So if you can go into, um, right, so here's George Floyd as, oh, bro, you think they wasn't going to have George Floyd up there? That's the Meta Slave, and so here are some is of that the- Burton? They got Literally any black person, but yes. again, like you said, y'all couldn't be up there because y'all, are, you know, are light past. <laughs> no, wait, wait, you're the one who said it. I didn't hit you. You leaned on me. With oh, no, I'm trying to see. I'm sorry. I'm t- Listen, okay, I, now you can't read because you can't see. Well, I mean, I don't have my glasses on. No, I can't read that. It says, um, the Metaslave project. Wait, bring that back up. I was, I was about to. It says, starting on January 25th, the Metaslave project is a collection of NFTs that are designed to honor. Honor the abolition of slack. Get the I'm so tired. Of said, hey, listen, I just we don't were... understand. Like we, we need to... all this technology, and we keep going back to slavery. Yeah. Like where, where is the innovation? Where is the renaissance? It's because it's because like... that, that that fetishization. Like you know what? I wish I I never did, but I wish I did. Met a slave. <sighs> I never did, but I wish I did. Met a slave. This to myself. I mean, right. I mean, you know, come here. But like you said, it, it, it's funny, Miracle, because I remember the conversation. Remember, it was like, oh, this generation, you know, they have hip hop, they have black, you know, uh, Michael Jordan, whatever black celebrity. They're not going to be as racist as the next generation. And one thing the internet proved is they are as racist, if not more racist. You know that racists are coming out of the world to even think about this. Oh, hey, we can own an NFT of a black person. I mean, clearly this is white supremacy on steroids. And, you know, I mean, but I don't know. 
That's, that's white supremacy in 5G. Have sure. you ever watched Black Mirror? Yes. There's, you know the episode where they take the guy's consciousness and put it in the... Um, mm-hmm. Yes. Freak, that's, see, that's why I stopped watching Black Mirror. I was like, no, it's going to be real life. Yeah, that freaks me. Oh, it, yeah. All that shit. Yeah. That was Get Out, right? That was the end of Get Out, right? They would take your the consciousness of the white guy, put it into the black dude. So he had the black body. He had the black face. He had the black aesthetic. You know what I'm saying? But the white consciousness would be inside of that black person. You know what I'm saying? That was Get Out. It's creepy. But I will say, and, and to your point of the racism getting younger, you know, this week, that whole HB, HBCU bomb scare, they just talked about um, today, they think it was a bunch of teenagers yeah. who were calling in these bombs and they're looking at it as a hate crime. It always crime. is. It's, it always is teenagers. But it's just the idea that, like, racism is not going yeah. away. No. And it's getting younger and, and younger. And if we don't allow for this dialogue and education right. about what's going on. I think it's going to get worse. And like slavery right. is just going to be not even the worst thing that right. the colonizers come up with. I mean, you make a great point, Miracle, because it's actually getting worse, right? Because like these same white men that are so afraid of a black woman possibly getting a Supreme Court are taking books out there, banning books banning conversations like the mere the mere idea of a conversation now if you're a teacher you lose your job i mean like so they don't not only do they not want to have the conversation a conversation that really is necessary to move america beyond this this these these racist white supremacist shackle that upholds her they don't want they don't they don't want nothing about this they don't they don't want any mention like the mere mention of race Critical race theory, get that out of here. They're actually trying to legislate the conversation out of the public discourse and make it to where you can't go to a college campus or a high school. You know, it's Black History Month. We're being invited to different college campuses. They want to make it to where we can't even go on there and speak about any Black issues. They'll take the funding from the actual college. Well, does that mean if you go to an HBCU, then you got a bomb education? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you wasn't with Miracle, you would have been you would have been deleted off the show. <laughs> We'd have kicked you. For those that don't know, um you know, kick us off. At least 14, <laughs> no, we have been still going. At least 14 HBCUs had bomb threats uh starting yesterday, right? They started Black History Month and most of them had to cancel in-person classes and go to virtual classes because of these bomb threats. And so but we saw, we saw miracle black churches in the South get burned down. Like we've seen real violence happen to black people recently, right? We're not talking about the 60s. We're talking about recently. And so we have to take that seriously, especially when we just seen a bunch of white people run up on the Capitol and like nothing happened to them. They're about to get pardoned. It, like, yeah, exactly. they're about to get pardoned. That's what's about yeah, to happen. About like, to yo. get pardoned. Yes, I mean, listen. It's very historical. And it's, I will say with white supremacists, they do study history and they're very on brand because if you think about the civil rights moment movement, it was schools and, and, and churches and places of education yeah. that were firebombed and it was educators that were lynched the most. Um, and and so one thing is that these white supremacists do, they know history better than we know sometimes our own history. Um, so they're just repeating like the cycle of, of violence. 
But I will say, I do feel for my brothers and sisters at HBCU because, like, yeah. because of COVID nineteen, they their school just moved virtual, so it was like they didn't even get a day off. They were right, like, yeah, it's like they're like we have a system. No snow place. days, nothing. No snow days, no nothing. Like, hop on Zoom. You know, I had a, this is this is. I mean, I guess I could ask this later, but I'm speaking right now. If you get elected president once, mm-hmm. right, and then you get elected president again, mm-hmm. can you get elected a third? I thought it was consecutive terms. It's not. It is consecutive, so you would have to go away and come back, go like every like every other four years. But you could run until you. I think it's only two terms. You don't want me to do. You two can only terms. serve two. FDR was the only person who did more than two terms, and there was this weird law. But also, we were in war, so like they let him. Do hey, it. if Trump get back in, he ain't leaving. Um, I was about to but say he's also going to die because he's elderly. I mean, that's kind of what like the Watchmen was about. It was like Nixon yeah. never came out of office. Because yeah. he put that law in, you know what I mean. Like I, I, I fought like you know if this time Trump get in. Oh, he's never. Oh, he's not leaving. He'll, he's you know, it, it'll be like a monarchy. Like he'll put order. Yeah. He'll put. The, yeah, he'll pass Trump it to him. Right. If he die, he gonna try to pass it to Ivanka. Right. He gonna try to pass it to one of his crazy children. You know what I'm saying? I mean, that's what we're facing now. Well, we're you know, it's it's mad stories that we could talk about, but I mean, let's just go to. Is it is it, would you consider the Golden Corral a black restaurant? Would you consider that? I like I Ryan's hope not. better. <laughs> you want to have Ryan's? I've never heard of that. Um, oh, that's a buffet place called Ryan's. Yeah, there, it was. It was. Yeah, I like Ryan's better than Golden Corral. Well, Golden Corral steak is good, but I haven't been there since COVID. Is it good enough to punch somebody in the face over a miracle? Because apparently, <laughs> that's what happened. Our our Karen of the week is a group of forty people that had an all-out melee. What, <laughs> what's a What's a group of Karens called? Nine one one. Great question. Right. What? What is it? Nine one one. Is that what a group of Karens is called? <laughs> but I can't. One. I think, like I said, I mean, you know, Golden Corral is a is a is a is a horrible horrible place. I mean, you know. Oh, you know what a group of Karens is called? Oh God. Whole Foods. Oh no. <laughs> well, apparently, maybe Golden Corral. I don't know, man. You know Golden man? Corral. Because apparently, um, people. Well, and then just like you said, to me, Golden Corral is bad. But Golden Corral in a pandemic? Yeah, I don't know why you're going That's to a buffet nuts. doing COVID. Like COVID, it's a date, though. It's just, it can't be that good. Miracle, miracle, miracle. Come on. Well, I, don't know. I have not been since the pandemic. Hey, hey Peru, I'm sure it was a good day. Hey, apparently, it was so good that it's it bumping. caused these people to fight in Golden Corral. Can you bring that up, John? This is how good the steak is in Golden Corral. This is how good it is. Oh! 
Like if you if you left church to go fight at the Golden Corral, yo, you gotta Jesus, go back to church. You gotta go back. Yeah, Jesus is not looking looking happily down on that. You know what I'm saying? They said, he no. said Jesus flipped tables in the temple. I'm, I'm <laughs> but they did say they put scripture in. They put the scripture in action. Well, you know what? At the very end, you know how you're too tired to fight, but you just don't want nobody to mess with you. Because oh the way he was throwing that chair was man, like, was. <laughs> Lord have mercy. Like that, yo. So, what were they fighting for? Yeah, so, what, exactly. so apparently, <laughs> right? Allegedly, the stake came out. You know, like when I guess so when the good. Food, Someone when the good food comes out and go to crowd, everybody run up to it, and somebody whoever was in front was taking too long picking out the steak. They were going through the different steaks. They're trying to see which they one got more than one steak at Golden Corral. Yeah, it's the whole. Yeah. It's a buffet, like, bro. So I mean, like they, they have like a sirloin and like a no, strip it's like, and, like one, but some some parts are crunchier than the others. Some part may have like more fat. So the person was taking yeah. their time. They were and I would have done the same thing. I've done the same thing before. You take too long. I just come around, grab what I want, and leave. Yeah. Well, apparently somebody said something. That person said something back. And thankfully, nobody had any weapons. Thankfully, nobody had no guns. Because that would have been a shootout at the Golden Corral. Saying, I'm going I'm to pick low-hanging fruit right now. They really had beef. Uh, <laughs> is it the goggles, bro? You just own one today. <laughs> all the jokes. You went to puns today or bomb education and they had beef. Lord have mercy. All I'm right, on so fire so. today, bro. I'm on fire. Right. Oh, so let me let me go ahead and get our, our white pages. Um, mainly at the Golden Cry is hilarious. So our white pages today um is a dope book. Um Shauna Redman. Um, she's a, a dope academic professor out of uh, University of Southern California. Her book is called Anthem, Social Movements and the Sound of Solidarity and the As- uh, African Diaspora. It's about music. The African art. what? Diaspora, brother. Oh, I, I, I didn't hear you. Everyone pronounces it. Oh, brother, sometimes, you know, I can't read either. I didn't want to say it on the show, but sometimes, brother, I have trouble... I no, I didn't. I was just gonna bully him on his own show. <laughs> we all equal parts. Yeah, it's not my show. Um, but shout out to um, uh, Shana Redman. Um, so this is the book Anthem. Um, talks about the you know the intersection between music, what we do, and liberation. Perfect for one hood supporters. And our call to action, uh, Miracle, what's our call to action this week? Yeah, just uh, send it over to John in the text message. Um, but as you all, I know that was an ugly yawn. I'm sorry. That's okay. You're I didn't sleep well last night. We need to know that. All right, go ahead. <laughs> Serious. As we all know, that um, a few weeks ago, uh, Peter Spencer, who was from East Liberty, um, was found murdered in Vidango, Pennsylvania, a place that has been known for actual white supremacist violence and Klan people. And so um, there is a petition going around for the um, the Hunters of Color, which is an organization that seeks to um, encourage Black people, 
but people of color, people of the global majority to get involved in outside activities. They've put together this petition to demand a fair um, and transparent investigation into the murder of Peter Spencer. Our call to action this week is for people to sign or try to get 20,000 signatures. And um, There are 19,000 already. So, And I guess we're plugging wow. next week. They'll be with us next week for This Week in White Supremacy. Just to talk about you know the white supremacist violence that um, occurs against like black people when they're trying to go hiking and hunting, right, and right, right. fishing and things of that nature. So we're gonna post the link in the chat and we're gonna ask people to um, make sure they go and sign it. Absolutely. That's our, you know our first call to action. Absolutely. So support that. Um, shout out to the hunters of color. And then it was like Outdoor Venture, I think was the other organization. Shout out to the, them for uh, um, putting that on change.org. And yeah, we'll drop that in the chat and ask folks to sign it. Anything else that we have coming up? Um, Power Hour, what are y'all doing? Yes. Um, I you guess want to go back and watch the last Power Hour if you like beef. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, the last we're not, we're not We're not speaking of that. We're not that. Anyhow, what I will say is we got a great show for coming up next week. So let me go plug. Let me go run some stuff down for y'all. Do Sunday we got Latasha Mays, who's uh. you know you know running over in the East Liberty area. Monday yes. we're talking about the upcoming election. Uh. Tuesday we know y'all are stressed out. So guess what? We what? have a whole show about mental health oh, shit. and what you can do to support your mental health and what Black Lives yeah. Know to do. Wednesdays we back here, you uh. know, with you know our special guest. Special the second yeah. time special we have guests talking guests? about what's going on with yes. white supremacy. And yeah. Thursday, unfortunately. You know, we won't be live, but we'll have an in-person event about, um, for Ask a Black Doctor to learn about COVID-19 and how it impacts people. And then we we'll right. back again next week. So, you know, we busy. Yeah. But I will say, it is Black History Month. Yes, it is. Stop yeah. calling Black people to do work for free. Come on. Come and, on. Say that and, again. Say it again. And at the last minute, it's a little violent. That's yeah. a little much. Yes. And, and Let's, let's even if you don't have a coin, you can at least do a thank you, a yep. volunteer, a shout out, or something. Yeah, something but like, something. but you got a coin. I mean, come on, man, you got a coin. You can cash up a black person. Come on now, stop that. <laughs> I mean, bring a scooter, something. I said, oh my something. god, like something. Yeah, absolutely. So absolutely. So yeah, okay. So the petition <laughs> just dropped in the chat. Sign that petition. Um, uh, outdoor people, hunters of color, um, in support of Peter Spencer and his family. So I think that's it. Any any last words? Never lose oh, sight. Okay. Be careful this weekend. It's a blizzard. Oh, yeah. um, allegedly. Yeah. I'm listen, this may be my last show. Um, <laughs> <laughs> get your food now. Go to the store now. It's going, it's about to get it's about to get busy. And also, also we want to say, I don't know if we said on the show, uh her funeral is tomorrow. Rest in power, uh, uh almost speed fox, a, a legendary. Uh, civil rights uh, figure in Pittsburgh. Uh, her funeral is tomorrow. Uh, may she rest in power as well. Um, shout out to her. So, see y'all next week. This week in white supremacy, y'all. Welcome to the whitest house. Slave souls haunt the halls when the light is out. They suck the blood of the poor and the wipe their mouth. The last gas of a world that is dying out. Welcome to the whitest house, where every room is a tomb that they lie about. Put your filthy feet on the finest couch, and for the right amount, you can even.